Go. <laughs> I thought you said you could do it without laughing. No, no, I can't. I get nervous. <laughs> well. Hello, all. And welcome to CMMR Make a Podcast. Okay, well, there is our <laughs> one and only, probably, entry into the ASMR category. Although we do have sweet, dulcet sounds. Anyway. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to week two, or I guess our second episode of uh, Sam and Laura make a podcast as my co-host Laura was talking. Co-pilot. Co-pilot. This plane is flying into the side of a mountain, fun. Well. Very, very real possibility there. You know, obviously I'm a pilot, so. <laughs> obviously. I mean, by the jaunty set of the hat on your head, I can definitely see that. <laughs> These big words that you're using. Okay, wh- which one of... Which one of those words was a big word? Jaunty. So, two syllables. Don't be a dick. I'm not being a dick. I'm just, it was two syllables. Anyways, um... Fallible. Yeah. <laughs> this is week two. Welcome back if you found your way back, which kind of means you didn't think that the first episode was so bad, or you randomly stumbled across us. Uh, my name is Sam. And I'm Laura. And we're making a podcast. Hence the first uh, almost minute and a half of rambling ramblings that, you know, has, have been going on. Um, so, Laura. So, Sam. How was your week? Good. I have purple hair. <laughs> you do have purple hair. <laughs> it's, like, my one main thing to talk about right now. Because yeah. it just happened. That is true. She keeps, like, randomly tossing her hair in front of her face so she can look at it. Um, it's the only way to see it. Well, I mean... Kind of. There's also mirrors. Yes. Mirrors. Um, I can't see myself in mirrors. Really? Nothing else went on this week? It was the polar vortex. Nothing? You got I mean, nothing? It was a bit cold. A bit? It, it was a bit cold. Uh, maybe not my most favorite of temperatures, but, you know, it's like we can get, right? Well, I mean, we don't have much option other than moving south. So. That's not going to happen. No, I mean, I don't really particularly want to live in Texas or the South. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at, too. Yep. Texas. Nothing else? Nothing else for the week? Um, this is a lot of dead air. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You've had an intense week, though. I have had an intense week, but it's mostly work-related, which well, we, t- we talked about not talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be all over next week, hopefully. The end is near. The end is near. I'm just hopeful that it won't end in the plane crash, as we described earlier. Good times. Good times. Sorry, guys. Yawns. Yeah, it got a little late on us as mm-hmm. we started to record. You know, pizza and cupcakes, and there was things and stuff. Yeah, we're still playing with the mixer, too, because we can't quite seem to fix the one problem that we have. So if any of y'all out there are uh, sound mixing experts, just drop us a line. I've got a couple questions for you. It's the Catalina wine mixer. Catalina wine mixer? The fucking Catalina wine mixer. I have no idea what you're referencing right now. It's from a movie. I I'd assumed it was from a movie, <laughs> but I don't know which movie it is. The worst part is I can't think of which movie it is off the top of my head either. So you just have a random line of dialogue in your head? 
basically. Hang on. I will Google it. Oh, the Google is free. The free Google. Oh, so I did do something interesting today. Uh, we talked about last episode that I am a mentor. I'm a mentor with Big oh, Brothers, Step Big Brothers. Brothers. Sorry. Step Brothers. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> anyway... I'm judging your movie choices. <gasps> How it's a funny movie. Is it? It is hilarious. What's this Rotten Tomatoes score? Clicked off of it. Hang on. Hang on. The world needs to know. The Google needs to go faster. But what's it got? No, it didn't pop up right Do you want to do over under? Not really. Or oh come on. <laughs> You're no fun. Fifty-five percent, folks. It's better than half. Oh, barely. <laughs> it's a funny movie. Is it, though? Mm-hmm. Mm. You, we've had this discussion. I'm very, I'm very polar opposites on Will Ferrell. I either really like his movies. That's true. Or no thank you, sir. There's Isn't not you, much middle ground. Did you hear about the new one? That, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, apparently it's horrible. Well, I Which mean, makes me kind of sad, because I thought I'd be funny. It's not even funny? I That's guess really not. Sad. I guess John, it's how like, can it not be funny with John C. Riley uh, and Will Ferrell? Apparently, it just got like the worst reviews ever. Well, well, I think they'll be okay. I think they've probably made enough money that they'll make it through somehow. Yeah, that's true. They will probably survive this. Mm. The one not fun thing we did do at work, and then I'll circle back around to my other story. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we froze a fire line this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, for context, if you're listening to this later on in life, uh, it was a polar vortex of 2019. Uh, so, we saw polar temperatures. Polar vortex. Okay. Okay. She's got a very pleased look on her face for the dulcet tones. I do. Anyway. Uh, for those of you that need context, uh, on Wednesday... You didn't check the internet or TV or <laughs> lived under a rock. I don't know. You it could also be November when they're listening to this episode. Yeah. It could be 2055, and this is all that's left in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, world. Very sorry. Anyway, stop interrupting. You. Will you? <laughs> we don't own the rights to that. You can't sing it. Yep. I'm just going to be quiet over here. Back on track. The... <laughs> don't mock me. That's not nice. The temperatures were very, very low this week in the negatives. It did not get above zero on Wednesday, which also happens to be the day that the fire line froze and broke. We should have tried to freeze pants outside. We should have. We should have tried to, like, um, do the boiling water trick. Which I could see ending poorly. However. Personally. I was done with the day by the time I got home. Understandable. Done. Pants off, bra off, no more. That that's done. Yes. Um, so that happened. So that was not great. Flooded six floors. Good good Wednesday. Good solid Wednesday. <laughs> you have questions? Not really a question. More of a comment. Go for it. I don't like not wearing a bra. Okay, that's not where I thought we were going. I mean, Can I, I ask like, you why? I like live in sports bras. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it when, like, 
the toddies are out? Yeah, material like rubs against things and it's like, I don't like it. If you can't say the word. <laughs> can't say the word. All right. Moving on then. Stop interrupting my story. I was raised in a Christian household. We did not use those horrible words. Nipple. <laughs> you giggled too. Visceral reaction, folks. I, I laughed at your reaction, not the fact that I can say nipple without without chuckling. And it makes you so uncomfortable. Visibly. Visibly uncomfortable. Which I appreciate. Um, it's going to get worse because the, the training I had this morning was around sexual health and wellness. So there were all of the medical terms, and uh, we had to role play asking each other uncomfortable situations. Are you serious? Yes. Oh no, I would have not done well at that. Why? <laughs> question that I had to answer was: um, Is it okay to masturbate? Oh, right. No. Your hand will fall off. Don't do it. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed oh. to use evidence and medically sound information Oops. of. No, you won't go blind. No, your hands won't fall off. No, you won't grow hair on your hands. Are you sure? It might fall off. I... Teenage boys everywhere would have no hands. I'm just going to point this one out. Like, if that were true, (laughs) we'd have a bunch of blind, handless men. All I've got is nubs. (laughs) And somehow they still manage it. (laughs) Yeah, um, you guys missed the visual on that one. But you can imagine. Sock things. What? Sock things? Yeah, the little, um... (laughs) The love glove. (laughs) What is it called? (laughs) Fleshlight! There There we go. There we go. Do you think you could have, like, um, a prosthetic with that attached on the end? Probably. Okay, we've gone dark. We've gone dark. Okay, veering back on topic. Uh, It was a little uncomfortable... But, um, very informative. So, it was a good training. Good training indeed. Probably more information about your sexual health and sex ed. Than we got in high school? Yep. Oh, yeah. I just remember the pictures. They would just play a whole bunch of pictures, and you're like, (gasps) STDs, no! At least you got that far. I don't even remember doing that in health class. Jesus, be glad. Our literal health class around that was Go Ape. Did you ever listen to the, or ever watch the video in health class about, um, the guy that did steroids? And, cause it was like this whole thing about not doing steroids, and he's like, my nuts shrink to the size of raisins. I will remember <laughs> that to this day. Like, no. till my death I will remember that. And well, that's I mean, the you're probably only not going to do steroids, huh? But I don't have nuts to shrink to the size of raisins either, so I mean. No. The only thing I remember about sex ed in high school was go ape. And ape stands for abstinence protects everyone. I don't know that I would tell somebody to go ape. <laughs> well, I mean, there's other contexts there that are pretty shitty. But that, like... I'm just saying people uh, would go ape and like... On that long, okay. go ape. We don't own that, right? Those rights either. I changed the words! <laughs> okay, well, the melody's the same. Um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty shitty way to teach kids, right? Yeah. Because then they just don't have the information to keep themselves safe. Because you can can you can have an STI from oral sex. You can have one from other things too, from other contact. Yeah. So like the idea almost... that intercourse is the only way to have any risk is false. So 
I know it's uncomfortable, but there's a lot of resources out there. Like, just let your kids, give your kids the information if you have them. If you're a cool aunt, good on ya. Um, yeah, that's, that's my TED Talk for the day. Thanks. That actually makes me think of a movie that I recently watched where... I think you'd really enjoy it, too. Mm. Um, oh, what's that girl's name? She does the voice for the little white fluffy dog in Secret Life of Pets. <clears throat> oh, man, you I have the, You have face. a Google machine oh, in front yeah, of you. Uh, I'm going to point that one out. Typing away over there. Trying to multitask instead of focusing... I'm making stuff on for the us. Podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> eh, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Jenny Slate. I really like her. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Really like her. Um, so the movie was Searching. Searching. Well, I figured it'd pop up right away because it Searching. Stop it. And hence. And hence. Obvious Child is the name of the movie. And the shortest version that I can give you is basically breaks up with boyfriend, has a one-night stand with a guy who's actually super nice, finds out she's pregnant a few weeks later, decides to get an abortion, runs into said guy, can't decide if she should tell him or not. He is a very nice guy, and he wants to take her out on a date. And she just isn't able to tell him because she, like, gets super nervous about it because he's so cool um and there's this part where oh shit I'm thinking of the wrong movie (laughs) (laughs) sorry I watched two different things that were very similar damn it roll it back that's not the real movie it's another movie can you rewind (laughs) I think we were rolling whatever either way you guys need to watch this movie because it was really good and it was but which movie uh, obvious child. Okay, but what the, the premise of that is not the premise you were describing. No, but it's very similar because she goes to a clinic. Oh, okay. And in the other show that I watched, there was also a girl who went to a clinic, and this guy came to visit her there. And outside of there were people protesting, and this girl who's protesting with her boyfriend is upset with her boyfriend because he previously had sex, and according to her religion, they are not supposed to have sex. So they have a conversation about how he's actually had, like, vaginal sex. Well, And she's like, but I mean, I've done, like, anal and hand jobs and da-da-da-da. And, like, everything else that you could think of, she lists off to this kid that had, is going in to visit his friend that had to get an abortion. She's listing all this crap off to him, and he's like... Right. But... Yeah... I mean, the thing of it is, is if you make a rule, which, um, for rules, there are consequences. So if you say, if you have sex before marriage, you're, you're going to be sinned and damned. Mm-hmm. You're referring to intercourse via vaginal intercourse, right? And so now you've just created a system where, one, um, kids aren't being smart about the fact that STIs come in a variety of shapes and forms and have severe consequences. They could make... A woman's sterile, right? Yeah. And oftentimes they don't present with symptoms until 20 years later and then you find out, you know, problem. And so they're not protecting themselves, they're not protecting their partners, and it's all because of a lack of education because we're too ashamed to talk about something that 
that's how all of us got here. Mm-hmm. So, it's literally nature. Yeah, I mean, and on a side note, those people that sit and picket in front of Planned Parenthood can fuck all the way off. That's fucked up. You That's really, already a hard choice. It's a hard choice. Secondly, you don't even know what the women are going in for. Because they could just be going in for a normal health screening. Not that it should matter. It's none of your business. But do you really think that's going to drive them to Jesus? Yeah, right. Do you really think having people scream at them about how they're monsters when they're making a terribly, terribly tough life decision is going to help them in some way? No. You can, you can take your picket and shove it where the sun don't sign. So that, that's our feelings on that, and uh, you can agree to disagree on that, but uh, that's that's how I feel, and uh, yeah. Uh, the show, not no, the movie, she found it. She was found called it. Sex Education. It's on Netflix. It's also very good. Oh. But it's more, it's like a high schooler standpoint from gotcha. a lot of things, which is kind of entertaining because it is a bunch of people who are, you know, have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Jillian Anderson's in it. Who doesn't love Jillian Anderson? Um, Ted? I don't know who Jillian Anderson is. <laughs> Scully from X-Files, you heathen. Oh, okay. my God. Just because I... Not sponsored. Okay, well, you're going to be very angry with me then because I've never seen the X-Files. I used to have the biggest crush on David Duchovny. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Watch out, world. He old now. Oh, he is old now. What? <laughs> He's still good looking. It's like Sam Elliott and, uh... Old enough to be your grandparents. Oh, he's still good looking. And, um... I don't know. Mustache. Tom Selleck. Yep. (laughs) Tom Selleck's just a fox. So is Bruce Willis. He's a hairless fox. I sense a trend. You know, I'm fine with it. I'm just sensing a trend. Considering you're dating a younger man. Extremes. (laughs) (laughs) Extremes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, that came up at work the other day. Did it? Yeah. Something we were talking about. So both guys that I work with have are married and have kids, but they're mm-hmm. fairly close to my age. And we were talking about um, kids or something, and they were saying how they wanted to have kids when they were younger and this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, I kind of did the same thing too, but I think it's going to be a little bit off now because, you know, Dre is like 24, and I'm like... 29. <laughs> and they were like, he's 24? I was like, yes. Yeah. Just turned 24, too. Uh-uh. It's been over a year, half a year. A year. <laughs> yeah, like, it has not been a year. <laughs> oh, God. Math. <laughs> That's how years work. I don't understand math. <laughs> math, math, math. All right, let's um, let's get into the meat of it. What was what was our topic of the week? Do you remember? I don't remember. I know we had a few things that we wanted to talk about in general, mm-hmm. like toxic male masculinity was something we kind of conversed about Ooh, a little bit. The Gillette um, commercial, yeah. but also which is a beautiful commercial, right? I guess like I Twitter and you do not. I don't understand how to use Twitter. Sorry, yeah. guys. I don't get it. And I think, you know, the hot take that uh, hit home most for me is men 
you can't tell me what to do in a commercial. And why are the women, you know, backing this stuff up? It's not nice to get told what to do in a commercial. Um, have you looked at advertising, period? And, and let's just look at it from a, a women's viewpoint, if we could, because we are one. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what those are? <laughs> that is what those are. Anyway. Damn. Um, we're told through advertising and through commercials that we're not enough all the time. Like, not That's even true. not even our actions aren't enough. Like, we physically aren't enough. We're not thin enough. We're not good-looking enough. We're not... Mm-hmm. We're not all... We're just not enough. And so, for a male commercial, or a commercial driven towards men, to gently point out, hey, guys... Be better. We could be better. Seems a little, a little more gentle and a little less, like, maybe you shouldn't freak out. Because... The fact that you can't see that you should be better is part of the problem. But we wanted to talk more about how kind of that societal pressure and um, the patriarchy and toxic male masculinity, I guess toxic masculinity, words, it's getting late, Mm -hmm. um, impacted us as we grew up. Yeah, so it was definitely one thing that I noticed that I tried harder to not be seen uh, sorry guys I tried harder to not be seen as girly when I was little because I was concerned about the attention that would bring on to me so I did everything that I could to be seen as more tomboyish, more boyish more masculine, less for lack of better phrasing weak and feminine Like that was that was my goal I still lean towards that. I don't want to be seen as weak. And not that being female or feminine is weak, because there's plenty of examples of how strong women are. But in my mind, in the place that I grew up and in the people around me... Those two were tied. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it brings unwanted attention onto myself that I, I just don't want. I do not want it. Yeah. So it's always been kind of weird for me to dress up and, like, act more girly and, like, I don't know. That's just kind of what I experience personally. So my sister and I have talked about kind of the expectations of of women and how they were seemed to be slightly different in my little sphere of of growing up versus Mm -hmm. some others. Because you'd hear a lot about women being told that they can't make it in STEM, that math and science aren't for them, um, that, like, they're not smart. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like, and, and this could be wrong, the expectation of, of where I went to school and where I went to high school particularly, all the girls were expected to be smarter than the boys. Like, top of the class for almost all the years I can remember was a girl. And so... Like, that's a weird juxtaposition that I'm not quite sure why in our little bubble of the world that has plenty of the same type of issues about, you know, macho guys, that we we were expected to be better. Do you think some of it was because, sorry, no, I didn't no, mean you cut you off, was because the men in your community were expected to stay on the ranch and to continue the family ranch and the women would have to go out and get married or get jobs or... To support the ranch because it wasn't yeah, making, that's making, what, like, making the cut. I mean, really, when you think about it, how many women actually 
chose to stay on the ranch and how many would end up going out because like it's probably assumed that your brother is going to get it over you which is a horrible thing to say not you specifically like well no there is a specific example of that really so i mean that was something um my dad passed away a few years ago but that was a conversation that he had with both steph sorry my sister (laughs) just added her name it's fine my sister and i was that you guys can find your way in the world and I don't know if that'll be something that your brothers can do but that's a completely separate it seems completely opposite of how much we talk about girls being catered to it was almost the complete opposite in my household yeah because your dad was literally saying to you like you got it and I know you do your brothers well, we also operated off of two different sets of rules. And, you know, we were we were really high-achieving kids. Like, all, across the board, we were high-achieving kids um, involved in all the things, 4-H, FFA, all the sports. Like, that, that was our life, right? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I guess I knew early on, and I think my sister knew early on, like, the, the way of life that my parents decided on, so deciding on ranching, it's a tough life, and for anyone out there in production agriculture, it, it's, it's a it's a very tough life. The margins are slim. Um, your entire year can be ruined in the blink of an eye if there's a weather event, mm-hmm. and and you care, right? You care about the land, you care about the animals, and it's really it's really important to you. You don't do it for the money. You don't do it for any of the accolades, which are none. You do it because you you love what you do. But it's also mm-hmm. a hard way of life, mm-hmm. right? So every vacation that I can remember, we would be working on the ranch. So mm-hmm. whether it was putting up um, putting mm-hmm. up windbreak over Thanksgiving vacation when it was freezing out because that was when it needed done, or haying in the summer, or like all this, all these pieces, right? That that are how family farms and ranches work. Like your sister going back right before yep. her wedding and she worked on the ranch. Yep, almost freaking killed herself getting like didn't she roll a she did roll a four-wheeler because she she got into it with a jeep or something too i think maybe we should talk about her and vehicles fair point (laughs) but i mean i I did something similar i went back after our first year of college and worked the entire summer i didn't leave the there's a chair i promise leave the place at all and so uh, that that was how i grew up and like we were my older sister and myself, and then two younger brothers. So we came first, so we had to figure it out. And it was a very real conversation that I don't know that my mom knew dad had with us of, there's, I don't know that there's going to be something here for you guys. You're going to have to find your way in the world. Mm-hmm. Which is a very sobering thing when you're 18 and trying to figure out how, how it's going to work by yourself. And I, I think that's something specifically... Um, very different in my family. Maybe maybe not. Maybe there's others out there with the same experience. I, my dad never has said anything like that to me. The, probably the closest was when I got this most recent job, and it was a job that I had been looking and hoping for for quite a while now. Yeah. And he said, you know, I've always wanted you to do better and to go further. You, you always want for your child to be making more money and to be exceeding. 
Yeah, they want a better life for us, and they got for themselves. That's why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that was part of my goals, too, was because, I mean, I've watched my parents work really hard. I've watched Dad specifically work really hard and have it end up belly up and have to yep. do something completely different. He, I mean, he went from farming to working a retail position at night he was a graveyard shift and then finally finding the job that he's at now which I think he enjoys generally speaking because he's working on machinery but it's still he's it's not what he planned no he's like 65 I think now and I don't know what his plans are for retirement I don't I haven't ever really asked them I know that if slash when he does I think he'll be really happy because he yeah. can tell he's tired and he's slowing down. So I think it would be good, but I don't know like when that's a possibility for him. Yeah. But I, I mean that rolls back around to. It, it just I guess, the traditional sense of masculinity, and and feminine roles played a really big, defining factor in how I grew up, and I think mm-hmm. in general how people grow up, and we don't talk about the impacts of or I guess we do Um, we don't talk honestly and openly about impacts to little boys and little girls and you know I I get it right the system is what it is but unless we do better Mm -hmm. they're going to get the same things that they've always gotten Mm -hmm. and you know I talk to my mom's friends and I talk to my mom and when she she and dad were partners on the on the ranch, yeah. right? So they made equal decisions. It was a business that they co-owned. Um, and the first few times that she went to sell cattle, essentially she got told, you know, your husband's not here. Are you sure you can do this by yourself? Which, if you know my mom... <laughs> <laughs> you want to light a fire. Yeah. That's, that's how you light a fire. That's a good way to make her very angry with you. But at the same time, like... I also see the the wives of all my dad's friends, like it's a it's a tough life without a partner, in production ag, and those women are as capable, if not more so, than their husbands because mm-hmm. a lot of them are not only helping out with the physical stuff, they're help they're they're the ones that have the books, they're they the ones the family together too. Yep, they're the ones that if there's advertising to be done or or appointments to be made, they're they're business managing. Mm-hmm. their entire family, and the family farm and ranch. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's different up up there. And I don't know if it's the same. I don't spend a lot of time at home. But that's... It feels it feels very much like a bubble that I grew up in. And maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me and my sister that felt that way. I don't know. Very interesting conversation, though. Mm-hmm. I think um, making kids know more or to understand that no matter what they choose it's they're accepted like if you if your daughter if you have a little girl that doesn't want to wear pink don't force it on her yeah there's no reason to it i mean if you have a little boy and he wants to wear pink let him wear pink who He's cares a boy. yeah they're kids just let them be who they want to be i don't know i just I, I still to this day have 
bright, frilly things forced upon me by my mother who doesn't understand me, and I don't believe ever will. I don't think she's ever going to understand me because she's too close-minded. Can I see both sides when my dad is talking about politics? I can. I can see... Do I agree with both si- with his side? Not particularly. But I can understand. He is very smart and he has studied a lot of history. So when he is trying to explain things about why he feels the way he feels, he does have specific times in history to back up his view. I mean, yet again, do I agree with it? No. But you know what? At least he's not just some sheep following the herd. He has his own view as to why he believes what he believes. If I had more knowledge of politics and the history behind all of it, I think that I could probably sway his opinion on things. Just because my dad is much more open-minded than my mom. I think it's pretty easy on either side to cherry-pick facts to support yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just think that... In general, I think there needs to be more of a middle ground. I think. Oh, yeah. We keep getting pushed to the sides. Yeah. There's too much left, too much right. It needs to be... There needs to be somewhere in the middle or somewhat in the middle where you're comfortable with having some conservative beliefs but also having more liberal feelings about things as well because there's by no means am I okay with some old white guy taking away my right to decide what I do with my own body. Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> well, I also... So, it's, it's not a team sport, guys. Like, there's not sides here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part that gets kind of swept under the rug, and we keep talking about everything in terms of right or left, and we talk about who's winning. I'm going to be honest. Nobody is winning. Mm-hmm. Like, when we can't work together, What's no point? one wins. This isn't, this isn't a sports game where half the country gets to win and the other half gets to lose. And I, I drew I don't think that it's a zero sum game. Like there can be benefits for everyone and, and we don't have to say someone else is hurting so that I can succeed. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part that's that's really frustrating. And also the mindset that poverty and and those types of things are moral failings. They're not moral failings. And and that's something that um Traditional conservatism, I, I completely don't agree with. Because if you mm-hmm. look at it, you're like, well, they're failing, so they're sick and they're poor, and obviously that means that they're 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 bad people. But that's not true at all. Mm-mm. I don't know. It, it's when when we fight around each other and punch down, instead of punching up, you know, we're all gonna lose. I mean, that's that's the big and the little of it. We have more in common than we think we do if we can just stop and talk about it. I don't think it's... This was kind of rambling. Yeah. We kind of veered a little bit. It's oh, okay. Well. <laughs> you know, there's worse things in this life, right? There are worse things in this life. All right. Let's move on. Um, have you gotten to, in the last two weeks, anything on your list or anything that you wanted to do this year? We're going to count the hair thing. We are going to count the hair thing. Switching up. Um... The tattoo thing is definitely still on the list. I don't know that it's going to uh, happen right away, but it's definitely, I would say easily by this fall, yeah. I'm going to either have one or have one booked. booked. Okay. Um, I think that I would be a little bit presumptuous if I would say that I would have one within the next four to six months. I think that'd be a little bit soon. 
only because I know I'm like about to walk into the busiest season Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be a shit show because this is new for where I work this is new for me it's it's gonna be intense and I can't exactly devote that time to that right now but I think come late summer into the fall I think it'll definitely be a possibility and I have a lot of things that I've liked so far so that's good Mm-hmm. It's mainly flowers and bugs. <laughs> flowers and bugs. I'm basically just going to be like a walking garden. <laughs> well, you know, there are worse things in the life to put on your body. That's true. Swastikas. Maybe not the best choice. Yeah, that's, that's very permanent. That That's very much of a, I've decided my, my spot yeah. in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. How about you? Where are you at? Um... So, it is stress, stress to the max. Um, In my job, we're coming up on our annual audit, of which, um, you know how we talk about women carrying all the mental labor in the household? So this is kind of like my, uh, I'm kind of married to my job right now, and all the mental labor is mine. I feel like you've been married to your job (laughs) since you got your job. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, But it was also a shit show when you walked into it. Um... So essentially, like, a lot of the team members are new, and they, this will be their first time going through this type of audit, so there's a lot of, what do I need, can you help me with this, which is fine, right, I'm more than willing to help, but the the burden of the audit always lands in my lap, and it's a little, Mm -hmm. it's a little frustrating, because it's not my audit, it's the facility's audit, Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of... Just have done this multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, and I know what he needs, and I know what you don't have, um... So, stress dreams. There's nothing more terrifying than thinking that you're pregnant and that you have to tell your dad. Uh, yep, so I'm currently running on about four hours of sleep, maybe a night, three of which feel like stress dreams. So, we're gonna, we're gonna slide in after this, this next week, um, and hopefully not crash, because crash will be epic and no survivors will be found. Um... (laughs) Yeah. But as far as some of the stuff on my list, uh, yoga has been going really well. I really like this instructor. I really like the studio that I picked. We did a yin session today. So for anyone that does not know much about yoga, hatha yoga is the ones with poses specifically. Obviously, no matter what you're doing in yoga, you have a posture or a pose. Um, Yin is all around getting to a stretch, whether it's... um, like a hamstring stretch or uh, a lot of stuff's done on the mat and then holding. So her normal class does three minute holds once they get into a into a posture, mm-hmm. which sounds, sounds real like intense. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she said one of her classes that like her instructor class where she learned how to be an instructor, they had to do ten minute holds. <gasps> Yeah. What the heck would you do for 10 minutes? I'd be so bored. But that's the thing. That's the thing about yin. Like, you're supposed to be still. You're supposed to get into the position and be still. I would not do well with that. Yeah, it was it was challenging because you have straps and um, you have different uh, aids as you go through for different, different things. Um, but I do feel very flexible because all the other members of my yoga class are at least 55. <laughs> so, you know. I feel very accomplished most days. And then I did uh, find a therapist, but I am having to get a different therapist. Um, The one that I'd gone to, her dad passed away. So we have 
too much overlap right now because he passed away of a sudden heart attack as well. So uh, I have a new one this next week, so it should be, yeah, she passed me off to a colleague. So making, making progress on some health things. I forgot. I do have another one I've been working do on. Do you? Spanish. So Ooh. I found this super... Is it Duolingo? Yeah. Yep. I like Duolingo. I really like this. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun. I've only missed... Not sponsored. Um, I actually had... Yeah, right. Not sponsored. Unless Duolingo. Unless Duolingo. You're you, super you out fun. There? I am... Well, so at la- last night I kind of passed out. I fell asleep at 9.30. So that after, was fun. After... Literally drink. two drinks. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't. I wasn't even like tipsy. That's the worst part. I think you just got it. So I, I, we've talked about this before. Like when we're drinking, we either like hit the buzz and stay at the buzz, mm-hmm. or I'm done. Yeah, like, I'm exhausted. No, thank you, sir. I was done. I w- I passed out. I did not move. I <laughs> slept funny. until four o'clock in the morning. Nine thirty to four o'clock in the morning. And then I moved, got some water, and went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed my, it would have been my eighth day on a streak, which I was really excited about, and I realized it when I woke up at four in the morning that I missed no. it. So tonight I definitely need to do this, but I am, you know, it's it's going better than I thought it would, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty excited about that. I can say tiny phrases right now, which I think is why I really like this, because it uses, like, phrases instead of... Good, okay, yeah, it's just, it's not just little, here's like, here's words that you need to memorize. It's yeah, actual phrases. And they say it in, they use it in multiple ways, so either yeah. you're saying it back to the app in Spanish, or it's saying it to you in Spanish and you need to type it in English, or it's saying it to you in Spanish and you have to type it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Yeah, one of, the, one of the ways my first Spanish teacher in high school taught us was, um when you're reading like we had to read out loud in spanish and then translate to english so we'd read a paragraph or a sentence Mm -hmm. in spanish because then you learn the pronunciation correctly Mm -hmm. and then you'd have to translate it that's how like that and like um they're called uh we do conjugations of verbs because essentially everything in spanish is a verb tense (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like, there's a bunch of tenses that don't exist in, in English. You know what I forgot about? Usted. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about Usted, mm-hmm. and it has been throwing me off like a mother. Y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I'm like, ah, shit, Usted. Because then it messes with, because isn't it Usted es? Usted es? Yeah. Yes. So that throws me off. Yeah, so Usted is you formal, like if you don't know someone, mm-hmm. which... Um, it's kind of weird. And then ustedes is, they, like, y'all. It's so frustrating. (laughs) And I forgot all about it. But I like the other little thing about this is there's little question marks beside Mm -hmm. some of it. So you can look at the info and be like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. So that's been, that's been really fun. It's been really fun. And actually it was kind of funny. Hey, speaking of, there's my little reminder. I just got a notification on my phone and an email from Duolingo telling me it's about time. Yeah. You're killing it. Keep up with your eight-day streak. I actually think I might be able to keep my eight days because I got some little, like, special miss a day. That's okay. You're not going to miss your streak. So, (laughs) I just got to make sure that I do this tonight. I was trying to use it to learn 